So this morning is likely our last session with the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, and to start, I actually want to share a quote from mindfulness teacher Christina Feldman. Um, she's someone I deeply appreciate. And this quote comes from her speaking to the strength of joy and its relationship to mindfulness. So what she says, one of the functions of mindfulness is to sever the link between perception and emotional history. How often we see the moment through the eyes of the past, through how we've seen something before, how we've experienced something before or heard something before. And that perception often means that we, relieve, we, we relive the past in the present. In doing so, it's very challenging for us to see anything at all anew, to see anything at all freshly. So the cultivation of mindfulness and joyfulness is a cultivation of the capacity to see anew in each moment, to learn from, to be touched by, to be able to tremble in the face of the lovely. Just I'm pausing and like feeling that sentence. So the cultivation of mindfulness and joyfulness is a cultivation of the capacity to see anew in each moment, to learn from, to be touched by, to be able to tremble in the face of the lovely. It's so easy to look at our world and only be caught up in the challenging and the difficulty and miss that there is a lot of remarkable beauty happening in our world. And to be able to open our eyes and take that in, that's a gift. So for me, this quote points to the power of these four agreements that we've been looking at and mindfulness and how ultimately all of these are a path of learning to see things anew in a way that leads us to the strength of joy. Our perception in any given moment, as she's saying, is highly colored by our emotional history. Meaning that whatever I make out of this moment right now is actually not so much about what's present in this moment now, but rather whatever emotional baggage I'm lugging forward from the past and I'm putting onto the moment now. If I have a habit of self-judgment and I happen to make a mistake, even a small mistake, that emotional habit of self-judgment can rear its head up and crash me down in the moment of any kind of mistake, even a small mistake. And so even if the mistake is small, the impact of the judgment can actually be quite enormous. If I have a habit of letting fear of the future run wild in me, then any little bit of news I read or see, I'm likely to let that emotional habit history, that emotional history habit, 
take over my understanding of that bit of news and spiral me into some sort of anxiety storm. It's not really about the news. It's not really about what's present in the moment. It's about my emotional history of reacting in a certain way. So when Christina Feldman is saying, um, so what Christina Feldman is saying is that when we practice mindfulness, we learn to tease apart this entanglement in a way that actually brings freedom. We start to be able to see the present moment free of all of that emotional baggage. That's seeing it anew. That's seeing the moment fresh. Emotional baggage can be still triggered, but in this lens of mindfulness, we're not allowing that emotional baggage to be the truth of the moment. Rather, there's the seeing the moment fresh and recognizing the baggage as some sort of vestigial lingering of an old wound that just needs care. And to find this kind of freedom and support for ourselves in, um, in doing this, we need strong practice. That's what we're doing with this mindfulness, heartfulness practice, and that's what the four agreements are all about. A powerful set of tools that help us do this work. This work of untangling, or I love the way Feldman says it, of severing the ties. So these four agreements, they actually are working directly with that entangled emotional history and thereby helping free us to be more, more present in a joyful way that allows a wise action in our world. So we're gonna go over these four agreements um, very briefly one last time. And I realize I haven't named the fourth one, always do your best. Um, that's the one that ties them all together. So the first one, be impeccable with your word. This means, as Ruiz describes it, to use our energy in the direction of truth and love. That's a powerful statement, a powerful intention, to use our energy in the direction of truth and love. We do this for ourselves and each other. It means I won't let that part of my mind that can be laceratingly brutal to myself or others to gain hold. It means I won't let that part of my mind that can um, try to take pleasure or try to prop up my self-esteem by putting someone else down, by judging others. I won't let that part of my mind gain hold either. I'm making an agreement to treat myself and others with care, putting my energy into the direction of truth and love. The truth part is important here because it means I'm willing to look at the hard truths about my own behavior, the hard truths about others, and always deal with these hard truths from that direction of, of love and respect. Second, don't take anything personally. 
For me, this means I am always willing to look into the larger conditions of our interrelated interbeing. Again, this helps me unhook from that cruel internal judge that can get so out of control against me or others. And when I combine this with being impeccable with my word, I'm doing this not to take myself off the hook, I'm doing this so that I have greater energy and action in the direction of truth and love in the world. Third, don't make assumptions. Here's what Ruiz says about it. We have the tendency to make assumptions about everything. The problem with making assumptions is that we believe they are the truth. We could swear they are real. We make assumptions about what others are doing or thinking. We take it personally. We blame them and react by sending them emotional poison with our word. That is why whenever we make assumptions, we're asking for problems. We make an assumption, we misunderstand, we take it personally, and we end up creating a whole big drama for nothing. We also make assumptions about ourselves and use that as a means of sending emotional poison to ourselves as well. Mindfulness allows us in any moment to step out of this reactive mind to begin to question what kind of stories am I telling myself are true about this moment? What kind of stories, what kind of thoughts am I buying into which actually are not helpful, which are about a personally flawed me or personally flawed someone else that are not allowing me to see the moment clearly. So the fourth, always do your best. This is always do your best to bring wise, compassionate care to every moment. So that doesn't mean always do your best to, to make sure you are reaching that unattainable perfectionist standard. That's not what it's about. It's about recognizing what's present in this moment now just as it is, and then finding as best as I can whatever wise, compassionate action is possible in this moment now, in light of the conditions that are present, just as they are. So if I'm healthy, I'm well, I'm feeling strong, that action will look one way. If I'm sick or struggling, that action is going to look totally differently. Always do your best is a practice that ties together all of these agreements in a way that teaches us to deeply honor this being human, our flawed humanness. So it's about learning to do our best with ourselves just as we are in this moment now, not with how we think we should be instead. I will never always do it right. But having this as my intention, having my intention to do my best in the direction of truth and love with respect for myself and others, I 
I will inevitably, I am inevitably getting better and better and better at doing this. Everyone that keeps showing up in mindfulness in some way or another, you know this for yourself. There's some reason you keep at this. If you weren't able to feel some sort of wise, strong softening that is happening with this practice, you wouldn't be doing it. So this is the practice that leads us to the place where joy starts to get in. This place where joy starts to naturally unfold in our life. So as I see it, all of these are a beautiful invitation to take delight in interacting in, with the world, with myself, with others, in a way that naturally feels good, that naturally feels better than being caught in all of that emotional baggage entangled in some sort of storm of past making, not present moment. By practicing these agreements and breaking free from my own past habits, all of us, we have a powerful means to see wonder in the world in a totally new and fresh way. And this is a way that frees us to live a life with wisdom, compassion, and frankly, with joy. So let's pause for a moment. And in this moment, check what here right now for you. What is this moment like? Without judgment. Kind of thoughts are going through the mind, emotions present in the body, body sensations. And then if you were to consider these four agreements, be impeccable with your word. That means using your energy in the direction of truth and love. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. That's a practice of orienting to this moment just as it is. What one of those agreements would be relevant for supporting you in meeting this moment? a little more clarity, a little more compassion, a little more wisdom. What happens when you open the possibility of any of those agreements to this moment right now? Thank you.